Travis, Manchester United against Bayern Munich. Champions League nights are back. Champions League. And you couldn't wait. Another game closer. <laughs> Another game closer. That's it. We're just tallying them up, mate, to the end. That's closer it. to what? The end of Ten Hag. It's mm. tallying them up. <laughs> Get what the game, man. What sounds like it was end to end gripping. I watched the first half, second half sounds like a madness just happened. Two teams oh, I was mad. can't really defend well, but I kept having to change the thumbnail. It was like <laughs> 3 1, 3 2, 4 2, 4 3. And I kept having to update the title. Yeah. Jeez. Let's start from More the start. Worries. Yeah, let's start, start from the, the start of the, the team. Andre Onana. Yeah. Talk to me, brother. Talk to me. Big mistake. I got the receipts. I got the receipts. I said <laughs> De Gea is not your biggest problem. Mm. Address other areas of the pitch. But went ahead, released De Gea, and spent a tidy 50 mil circa on Andre Onana. And I said yeah. it's a big risk. I'm not sure if he's such an upgrade on De Gea. Yeah, he might be more fancy with his feet, but yeah, what you can't. Happened? Yeah, you literally can't legislate for that mistake. It's just a huge error. Like, there's no, there's no way around it. There's no denying it. He knows you should have saved it. It's just a blatant mistake. To be fair, it's uncharacteristic. He doesn't normally do that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there's no. I mean, it sort of that sort of derailed us a little bit. It was sort of the catalyst for the sort of first half capitulation. After that moment, I thought we did okay up to that point. And then as soon as that went in, we sort of looked frail and weak again. And we just, again, it it, it just unravels. Once we go 1-0 down, it's just, it just feels like there's no way back for the team. You can see, like, they just deflate so badly. So, yeah, I think that was the sort of the catalyst for the first half going the way it did. I, look, football's not this simple, Travis, but. Yeah. I think Anana's put himself under massive pressure with that rant it, uh, Maguire in pre-season mm. um, coming in and obviously people have been defending him uh, posting clips of him berating other defenders at previous clubs Yeah, but I just think if you're coming to a massive club like Manchester United one of the biggest in the world uh, obviously I'm a Liverpool fan so I'll say one of you yeah. uh, probably rightfully say that you are the biggest club in the world yeah. to me show a bit of composure for the first three to six months show what you can do with your hands and your feet and your mouth shut. He hasn't done that. And for me, he's patterned himself up. He's left himself open to ridicule. And it, it's going wrong big time. In what in what sense do you mean like in terms of keep your mouth shut? Like what 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 did he what do you think he said? What put him under pressure? What comments? Like Maguire wasn't playing anyway. Like it's no the the Maguire thing in preseason when he berated him. In the yeah. first half of a preseason game, it's almost like I'm the big I am, right? And now I just think it, one of the biggest clubs in the world, any kind of mistake is going to be magnified times ten or times a hundred, and that is exactly what's happening now. I got obviously from a Liverpool point of view, I'm just sitting here with receipts, waiting for him to make mistakes, and he's playing yeah, into my hands. I think, so yeah, I think, I me, think that's always going to happen. He should have come in and just kept his mouth shut. 
And then these mistakes wouldn't look as bad. It'd be like he's coming, he's acclimatizing to a new league, a new physicality. He's obviously moved his family here, different country. You know, you'd have, and yeah. I think he's he's brought some of this on himself. Am I being harsh? Um, I think I think you're always going to get that. Similar to like when Fergie leaves, when somebody that's been such a good servant to your football club leaves, there was always going to be pressure on that next guy. And the, and the thing I like about Anana is that he's got the character to deal with it. He knows he's made a mistake. He's not. I don't think he's going to buckle. I don't think this will affect him. I think you can see he still made some good saves in the game today. Like I said, I, I think when you're comparing against yourself against the hair, he's he's a person that makes unbelievable saves, saves that he shouldn't make. And he was still doing that in, in his latter days at United, but he was making big mistakes and big errors that were leading to goals. Obviously, Anana's made one today, but I don't think for any second him shouting at Maguire, he won't feel that he's added any more pressure to himself than that. It, it might do externally, but I don't, to be fair, I don't think he will feel that. Like, I don't think he'll feel he's under any more pressure but just because he shouted at a centre-half. He's going to do that anyway, and he'll continue to do that. And I hope he does, because the standards do need raising. Like, they, they do. Like, we need people being digging each other out and being angry and, and raising the levels of other players. And that's what I want to be seeing. Like, not just for the sake of it, but if players are making mistakes, then, then you've got to let them know. In a pre-season, though, when you're just finding your feet yourself, I don't know. I think what I'm trying to get at is that I think he was trying to compensate maybe for a lack of confidence that he was trying to overexert himself to show his authority and his arrival. And I, personally, I just think he's gone about it the wrong way. I don't, but, I don't. I don't think you can say he lacks confidence. Like, if anything, he's arrogant. Like it, if anything, he's too. Yeah, confident. but Maguire's arrogant as well, isn't he? And confident comes across, but we all know he's a shell of a man. Yeah. So sometimes I mean, arrogance. I don't, and I don't think Kanana. Like I don't think Kanana comes across like that to me personally. Anyway, I don't think he comes across as somebody that's um, lacks confidence. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, it was a big mistake, um, and. He's just got to recover, and, and he recovered well in the game. He did it well from what I saw in the first half. He looked like he he did okay. So yeah, again, like I said, it's a, it's a, an uncharacteristic error. He doesn't make them a lot, and I'm sure he'll move on from it. Anana. Let's look at Man United. Three goals against Brighton. Four today. Three against Arsenal, two against Forest, two against Spurs. That's not the kind of arrival or form you would want a new keeper to bring, is it? No, uh, uh, yeah, and I mean, if you look at the shots faced, we're not defending well as a team. We're, so, we're very easy to play against, so that's not really a surprise. I don't think you put that down to one player. Obviously, Varane's out, Shaw's out, but you get injuries. That's not an excuse. It comes back down to the manager and the shape and the system. We've played a diamond against Brighton. We got ripped apart. Then we've gone back to our regular system. We were defending pretty well in, in instances. But again, as a team, I just noticed patterns in the game, just them playing out from the back, clipping it to their fullbacks every minute, getting space, easy way out, easy way out, easy way out. you got to be able to recognise in-game that you need to stop stuff to make us less easy to play against we're a very very easy team to play against and it's like 
I can't see it changing anytime soon, personally. I mean, I think you can put some personnel in there. Yeah, you might put an Amrabat in there. You might put a Mount in there over Palestri. But to me, it's got to be a team thing. It's a, it's a team system. It's how we set up, how, the shape we've got, and the fitness levels as well. I think the fitness levels are down. We can't run as much as other teams. Um, so until we sort those elements of the game out, it, it doesn't matter. You can put anyone out of that squad of 26 in there. You're going to see the same results. I mean, if you look at Man United's injury list, look at that. It's almost a full team. Wan Masaka, hmm. Varane, Shaw. There's a back three, Malassia, back four, Sancho, Mason Mount, Kobe Mayano, Harry Maguire, Diallo, Anthony and Amrabat. That's 11 players. Yeah. How many of them would get in the first team? Amrabat's in, Anthony's in, that's two. Maguire, yeah. no. Malassia, no. Mount, Mount three. Varane. Sancho, four. Shaw, five. Varane, six. Yeah, seven. 75% of your team. It still shouldn't matter, though. To Like, no matter what, because when you rotate your team, you should still have a system and a way of playing. So when, I mean, yes, we have got an extensive amount of injuries, but you still have, you still got a system. I mean, at the top level, you're playing against Bayern Munich. Ericsson's never going to have the legs to compete with what they've got in there. I mean, Musiala just ran us ragged. He was a, he was a joke. Um, and Musiala is a joke. He is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. But yeah, I think, like you said, we've just got problems. We look low on confidence as well. I looked at the body language of the team and there's absolutely no self-belief in the team either. I don't even think they believe they can come back into a game at any point. So yeah, the stuffing's just been knocked out of the whole setup. And like you said, that's down to your manager to give them that belief, that confidence. He's confident he can turn it around, but I'm I'm genuinely not confident that he's going to turn this around at all. He's got a long, long way to go. Is he losing your support? Obviously, it's not like Ten Hag out or nothing, but as we said on the last stream, it's mm. getting to a point where it's like he's going to have a big, big job on his hands to turn this around. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Dalava was in the comments. I heard Alison and... Onana comparisons. Not this season, you haven't, Dalaval. As soon as the season started, them comparisons stopped. Man United are bleep. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I, mean, I swore on there. Uh, right, we're not a good team. We're just not a good team. We've got good, in, good individuals, not many world-class individuals, but we've got a good enough lineup to put a good team out and we're just not a good team. We're not an actual good team. We've got good individuals, but we're not a good team. Um, they should have kept De Gea if they're going to buy a downgrade on him, exactly what I just said. Um, but the thing is, if you look at the team, it's still on paper, even though you got 11 injuries. Martinez, Lindelof is not bad. Dallo, right back. You prefer him over Wan-Bissaka. Regulon, yeah, yeah obviously. Regulon did all right tonight, from what I saw. Yeah, he'd done all right. Casemiro ended up with two goals. Ericsson, as we all know, his days are numbered, especially with Amrabat coming in. Mason Mount as well. Rashford, decent. Fernandez, Palestri, he's obviously about fourth choice right winger. He's Sancho, Anthony, Garnacho might even be played on the right. Why isn't Garnacho getting more of a a game trav? If you've got all these um these injury issues. I'm not sure. On the bench. Yeah, he was on the bench. He got on with about 10 minutes to go, I think. So I don't know, like you you told me I'm. Do you know I mean I'm not the manager. The, the same questions you're asking me, I, I'm asking myself. Like I don't really know. I mean, 
it's, it might be a balanced thing. Garnacho is naturally better off the left. We've got a lot of players that like the left. Rashford's the first choice on the left. So you've got Garnacho. Sancho likes to play there. Martial likes to floating off there as well. So, yeah, I think, um, like you said, with the injuries and when they come back, things may change in terms of getting a continuity. But it still has to come down to the manager, the tactics he implements, the belief he gives the team the demand of standards that he puts on the team. I mean, Casemiro, he's popped up with two goals. Yeah, fair enough. But he's meant to be the defensive element out of the midfield. Do you know what I mean? It, it looks like he's just sort of doing what he wants. I don't know what instructions the manager's giving him. Is he giving him a licence to go forward? I don't really know. I, I don't actually understand as a fan watching the game, like how we play, what, what instructions players are given. I'm lost with it. I don't actually know, like, from a tactical perspective, I can't watch and say we're trying to do this or we're trying to do that. Like today, the first 20 minutes looked a hell of a lot better because it was just the regular shape we play a 4 2 3 1. Bayern didn't really drop off and give us the ball, but they sort of maybe respected us a little bit too much. I think they were a little bit cautious, sort of let us have the ball. It might have been a ploy from them, really, to just sort of see what they've got, you know, like a boxer just seeing what our jab's like, do you know what I mean? We had a bit of possession, we were comfortable, we had a decent shape. Like I said, before the first goal went in, weren't like buying, we're turning the screw and we were hanging on. It was just a little bit nip and tuck. It was quite even. Then the mistake came. And after that, buying just blasted us for a good, like 20, 25 minutes. Do you know what I mean, it could have been three, four before half time, to be fair. Um, and they kept getting in down the sides. Um, like Regulon did all right, but I felt sorry for the fullbacks a little bit because we didn't really work out how to stop their fullbacks getting so much space. Limer on the right hand side was getting in a lot, and I was texting one of my mates, and he was like saying that the quality from Limer was low, but he just kept getting in so many times. And if 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 you have ten crosses, one one cross is gonna provide something. Do you know what I mean? So it was inevitable with the law of averages that something was gonna happen. So yeah, we we. We've got problems changing things in game to sort of stop the opposition from playing. The thing is, it looks quite even on paper in the first half. You see five attempts, two on goal, one off. It was pretty even, three attempts. Well, that's from I mean, yeah, it was. It was even. And then... But then second half, yeah, goal attempts 13 to five. Um, We're not fit enough either. So that that's why we die in the second half in a lot of games. We can't stay with people. But like you said, Ericsson, he's not a guy that's going to run 90 minutes and compete in midfield with Goretzka, Kimmich, Musiala. Do you know what I mean? He's not he's not going to stay with them boys. And like Bruno as well. I love Bruno to bits in some regard, but like when you when you go away, I mean. Again, I don't even want to relate back to like Fergie days too tough because I know it's a different era, but there were so many times when we used to go away in Europe and Ronaldo used to play up front on his own and Rooney used to play left wing and we used to play three in midfield. We used to play Carrick, Skulls, Anderson. You've got to, you've got, when you go away to a big ground in Europe, you've got to sort of respect the opposition and say, do you know what? Anything better than a draw is unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? A draw would have been fantastic for United tonight. And the way you set your team up, if you're going to play that midfield, fine. But you've got to say, do you know what? Out of possession, we're just a 4-5-1. Let's be horrible to beat. And we're just so not, we're just so easy to play against. It's like, I think I could get 11 of my mates, put a team together, and we could create chances against that United team. 
I'm not even joking. I think it's that easy to play against, like to identify where the spaces are in store. So it's do you think that's a bit of ignorance and arrogance from Ten Hag then? It's not arrogance. It's just naivety. It's like not experienced at this level. Like he's gone in with Ajax. He would have gone into a lot of these games as an underdog. Do you know what I mean? Oh, if I win, then it's great. If not, then no one's bothered. And then he probably got a little bit of a run in Europe and stuff like that. And he's carried, like, ridden the crest of, a, crest of a wave a little bit. But this is, like you said, you're at Man United, different kettle of fish. Like, I know we're not in that, Europe. That's what I'm getting at. It must be a bit mind-bending, though. If he went in there conservative, a bit like Moyes did when he went to Man United, and I remember the fans saying, we don't play like that. We're not conservative. We're on the front for Fergie time, last-minute winners. Uh, every game we're going to win. But we didn't play like that away. If Ten Hag, if Ten Hag is um, compact and goes away, he could get slated for not acting like Manchester United, the best in the world. We should be on the front foot. It's like well, Man, United, does Man, Man, United, Man United have never done that. Even in the pomp, in their pomp, they never did that away from home in Europe against the best teams. They never did it. They would have got ripped apart. They just—it's naivety. Do you know what I mean? Like. You, you've still got, like you said, Man United on the front foot and all that. Yeah, great. But you're going to Bayern Munich away, you're low on confidence, you shut up shot, you say to the opposition, come and break us down. But we're not good at that. Like, we're, we're not good at that anyway. So I think we're just a little bit stuck in a rut. Um, we're just like so far off the good teams. And, and Bayern, don't get me wrong, when they turn it on, they're exceptional. I don't even think Bayern were at their best today, really. No, to they weren't, were they? Get... Harry Kane didn't look fully settled, did he? No, I mean, he's still adjusting. He's, he'll get better. I mean, he's still got his goal from the penalty. I think they'll get better by a minute. But, like, again, United aren't easy. It doesn't matter how well we attacked tonight or how well we played. We're always going to concede soft goals. Obviously, the mistake by Anana, but the other goals that we conceded... I didn't see the second half goals, but I'm guessing they were soft because the Nabri goal was just Musiala just runs through about three people unchallenged and cuts it back. Do you know what I mean? That that's the story of United at the moment. It's very easy. It's very easy to score against us. Well, the third was a penalty, and um, it, it was dubious to say the mm. least. It was one of them handballs where you see him give him, you see him wave, waved away. Was his butt, uh, arm in an unnatural position and all that jazz? Um, yeah. The fourth goal, yeah, it was top class, and you thought that was game over. But obviously, the scorelines flattered Man United in a way, four three. But onto the positives, Rasmus Hoyland. I hate to say it, he looks like the real deal. Mm. He is he the real ready. Like... He looks ready. He's not ready. I mean, yeah, like you said, I don't want to jump the gun, but he looks like he's got all the attributes to become a top player. And, and I just hope he gets the development that he deserves because in a struggling team, it's graveyard shift. Do you know what I mean? Like today, out of possession, the shape was a little bit better. So he would have reserved a little bit more energy with our rest defence and how we how we sort of defended out of possession. But again, it goes back to that thing, service. Is he going to get regular service in this team? Do you know what I mean? Is he going to get that provided from Bruno Fernandes, Rashford and whoever's on the right? Are they going to feed him constant chances? At, and I go back to Erling Haaland. When he first came to City, that telepathic understanding wasn't there. I, he used to make so many runs in behind and they didn't used to find him. And obviously Pep's drilled that into the coaching. Right, Haaland, feed him, feed him, feed him, feed him. And he's constantly being fed. And, that, and that's why he's getting 52 goals a season. 
is Hoyland going to be in that boat where he's not going to get fed by the service around him and it's going to be to the detriment of his development? But we'll see. Where do we go from here? Obviously, is Ten Hag going to take any positives from this? I mean, obviously, the scoreline doesn't look like a complete slapping, although mm. those that watch the game know it was pretty much a, a complete slapping. But where does he go from here? I read Goldbridge's tweet uh, before the Brighton and Munich game saying, if we lose against Brighton and Munich, the fan base are going to lose their heads. Um, but he said, yeah. we're not. We're going to stay calm. And I thought, I bet you will lose your head. Are you coming back on Twitter? That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> the thing is, like, he will take positives from it. Um, because he will see things the average football fan won't see. That's the thing, but he will just be desperate for these injuries to come back so he can sort of get a, a team together that he can put a run together with. But so I feel for him a little bit in that sense, but I'm seeing like from a tactical perspective that he's not dealing with challenges that he's crossing he's really not like you're seeing the same opposition delivering the same patterns of play against us time and time and time again and getting in in the same way full backs just running us ragged and like i'm worried i'm a little bit worried myself we've been i mean we've been getting tenog's targets he's he's got most of what he asked for i know i know people mentioned Harry Kane, but that deal was never going to happen to United. They were never going to sell to us direct. Kim Min Jae was a player that I want, I wanted and he wanted and we didn't get that deal over the line for some reason or another. I Again, you don't always get your first choice targets. My standby, Anana, Mount, Amrabat, Hoyland were his four main targets. He's got them all. People are saying, yeah, they came in late or whatever, but it, it doesn't matter. Amrabat was injured. Hoyland was injured. They couldn't have played until they played. So he's got the backing. 90, 80 to 85% of the backing he got. Do you know what I mean? He might he might have wanted to get rid of a few players. We didn't get rid of him. So for me, when everyone's fit, there's no excuses for him to sort of deliver a style that competes with the teams we're playing against. So even against the lesser sides now, we're going to run where we play Burnley, the likes of Crystal Palace and stuff. I want to see him turn in this round and us dominate in football matches. Because if not, it will get very sticky for him. It will. Because there's, there's not much else. He's giving the fans nowhere to turn. Like, do you know what I mean? You're getting all your targets and then we're watching this every day. Like, no one wants to watch it. The fans don't want to watch the ball. Do you know what I mean? I That's do. It. So, obviously, you do. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm loving watching but, it. Well, um, like, he's gone on record, though, in the last 24 hours, saying that he's been here, what, 14, 15 months, and he's never yet chose his strongest 11 due to injuries. Are you buying that? Or is that a cop-out? Well, I mean, he's got he has got a lot of injuries now, but... To me, like... I mean, I, you've I, went a, a whole season without a striker. Let's have it real. So, obviously, last season, the whole of last season, he could never consider this my strongest eleven, could he? Because Veghorst is never, ever going to be a Manchester United player, a long-term fixture. So, really, you can almost discount the whole of last season. He's bought Hoyland. Hoyland's got fit, and now Varane's out. Shaw's out. Mount's out. Yeah. All his signings. Well, Mount and... Uh, We've gone, back, we've gone backwards. We we have actually gone backwards. We defend worse as a team than last season. So what he puts that down to, I don't know. 
I'm not the gaffer, but we are defending worse than last season. It's simple. Like there's no there's no two ways about it. So why we're defending worse than last season? I don't know the shape. Like, well, like I said, in the first five Premier League games, we th we played three different formations. We played two eights, then a double pivot, then a diamond. So that that's not surprising. The proofs in the pudding. Do you know what I mean? We've changed the system three times. The players aren't going to be used to that. Um, so that's the first thing. But like I said, we'll see how he does against these these so-called lesser teams. But Burnley away, that looks tricky. When you've lost four on the spin and you've conceded at least two in each of them games, that's not an easy game. Do you it's know what a mean? derby, isn't it? Yeah, and they'll be right up for it. They'll be it's on TV Saturday night, isn't it? Eight o'clock. Yeah, I think so. Under the lights. Well, yeah, they'll uh, be confident they can get something against United because we we concede soft goals. So that, that game's not a foregone conclusion at all. Well, Amrabat's going to fix this, isn't he? Where is Amrabat and why do you keep signing ballers with a broken back, broke back FC? I think he's Where back. is he? Is he back? I don't know. I think his back's still on the plane. Boy, <laughs> ridiculous, mate. He needs to fetch his back. I don't even know, bro. Like, to be honest, like... Yeah, I think he's close. I think he's training on his own. So Saturday or whenever we play might be too soon. You might be looking at the week after. But it's going to be interesting. Does he play with Cass? I mean, Casemiro is turning himself into a number 10. Do you know what I mean? He's he was like, playing right mid for the second half. He kept oh. popping up on the right, right-hand side. Just thinking, going Where's he wants. going? Going where he wants. <laughs> There can't be any discipline. There can't be any discipline with the shape if players are just running around doing what they want. Like it, it's just crazy. Like players are literally doing what they want, popping up when they want, attacking when they want, not defending if they don't want to. It's just it looks shambolic from a neutral point of view. Obviously, if you're a rival fan, you're going to be loving it. But if you're just if you just want to watch Man United for a ball. There is so many frailties and discrepancies with our system and shape. It's just shocking. Like some good, decent bits of attacking play. I do like Regulon and the way he overlaps and the way he gets involved in our offensive play, to be honest. I think he did okay. Um, so I like him. He can come away with a little bit of credit. But apart from that, really, I, well, both fullbacks, Dallow did okay as well. But you just carry like Ericsson's just never going to live with like Missyala and stuff like that to be honest it's just so unfair on Cass really that he's not got anything around him of any sort of defensive mind like Bruno's so attacking Ericsson's a number 10 he's so attacking Rashford's so attacking not his natural instinct to get back Pelestri worked hard but he's just a kid do you know what I mean you're playing him against one of the best left backs in the world he's just never gonna do anything against him, bless him. Do you know what I mean? And then Hoyland, as, as good as he is, and he ruffles feathers and stuff, if you're not getting service in that, you just find yourself in between two centre-halves, just washing and pass it in between each other. You're just feeding off scraps. It's it's just not set up for us to really counter-punch and stuff. So, yeah, we've got a lot of issues, mate. Have we got a return date for Varane yet? Um, he's in training now. In full oh, so he's nearly back. Yeah, so he's nearly back. Yeah, but so you got yeah. Burnley away Saturday night. Then you got Crystal Palace in the EFL Cup. Then Crystal Palace in the league. Both of them are at home. Galatasaray at home. Mm. Brentford at home. Jesus, the fixture gods are smiling down on you. You've got five at home in a row. Yeah, 
No, sorry, four. So Burnley away, obviously they're struggling. You hope it will turn around against them. Mm. Then you've got Palace at home, Brentford at home. Things can turn around quick. Oh, then you've got Sheffield United away. Bro, you you might what, you're going you to be top four by the end of October, bro. Bro, you might as well turn the fixtures off. It don't mean anything. It literally doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It genuinely doesn't mean anything. Like, I don't, I don't want us to be like thinking whether we can beat the likes of Burnley and stuff like that. Like, it's just we've had so many managers post Fergie that could beat them teams and we could finish in the top four. It's no problem. Not saying we're ready to compete for the title, but the remit is progression for this team to be able to compete with the best. And we're going backwards from last season. Do you know what I mean? In his not in his defense, but last season he tried to play out from the back, couple of games in, changed the system, went with a double pivot, the hair smashing it long, and we was just feeding off second balls and winning games without really playing well. But he's got players that should have enhanced the brand. Yes, you might say they're all injured, fine, but you've still got to coach what you've got. You, you can't get 22 players in one window. Do you know what I mean? That's what I was saying. Jurgen Klopp was working with the likes of Dejan Lovren and all those players and making them better and then saying, right, I need to add quality. But rival fans knew how Liverpool wanted to play. They know how City want to play. You know how Arsenal want to play now. You know how Spurs are looking like they want to play. Even Brighton, they've got a clear identity. Clear. We have not got an identity at all. I don't know how we're going to play. When you watch Man United, I just don't know what you're going to get. Do you know what I mean? We'll score goals. We'll score goals because we've got quality, but we'll concede a load as well. Like every game could be 4 0 or 4 4. Like that's United. But you know, we're conceding two minimum because we're just so bad defensively and we'll probably score. That, that, that is Man United. It's not going to be turned around quick then. No, not at all. Not at all. It's going to take a long time. If, I don't if... know. I mean, obviously, them fixtures have just read out. To me, if you're struggling in them, mm. yeah, then we're talking Ten Hag out, potentially. Yeah? If you don't beat Burnley away, Palace at home, Brentford at home, Sheffield United away. I know Man United is struggling away, but you're going to beat Sheffield United away, yeah? Copenhagen at home. Man City at home, obviously that'll be tough. Fulham away, that'll be tough. Luton at home. Yeah, but, but we've got to actually play well in them games. Don't forget, we've actually won two games this year, you know. It feels like we've not won a game. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, them. you're still Manchester United, yeah? You're struggling. You can hmm. barely buy a win away from home, yeah? Ten Hag has got a lot to do. Rival fans think he's made a pig's ear of it and he's he's up against it. The jury's out with some fans like yourself and some Man United fans are backing him to the hilt. Yeah. No matter what, saying he needs time and the Glazers out. So regardless of all that, if you look at them fixtures, you cannot be losing against Burnley. You cannot be losing at home to Palace, home to Brentford, away to Sheffield United. Sheffield United are one of the favourites to go down. If you don't win them, we could literally be talking Ten Hag out. Do you think Easily. Easily. There's no guarantee we're going to win any of them games. Absolutely no guarantee. We struggled against Wolves and Forest at home, no disrespect to them teams, but we struggled. We could have quite easily lost both of them games. So what makes us think we're going to go to Burnley away and just pattern them? Like, we might not. Do you know what I mean? We, we might not at all. 
Like we've got to brace ourselves for the fact that we might not win a few of them games. We might, might drop points, a few draws in there or whatever. You just don't know when you when you're low on confidence. And I like I said, it was very telling. I looked at the body language in that game, and they looked defeated. They looked like not that they didn't. They um they weren't throwing the manager under the boss like oh this manager's a waste man I want him sat. No, I know what you mean I know what you mean a bit like yeah they just like ah oh, this is just long like I'm not gonna get nil down we expected yeah, it I'm not we're not here to win now this is done the game's done like the game was done after like 50 minutes or whatever that's what they, it looked like to me they thought the game was done early doors and that was it and when when you get into that sort of mood the morale is just on the floor. And it's so hard to pick that up. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you've got injuries and you're struggling side as well. So we'll see what we're like when the injuries come back. But I just think the fan base need to be a little bit more open now and just like not back Tenag blindly. Do you know what I mean? When Ali was there, all the shots were, the squad's good. We need a manager to take it to the next level. He's going to come in, turn us into that prime Barca with the football. Add, add a few of his own players. No, this is what I was hearing. Like players like Sancho weren't playing, spent 70 million. Why is he not playing? Tenar's going to get the best out of him. We're going to see players playing sick and all this. I was Donny on the Beek. Exactly. I was on the same vibe. I was like, oh, Van der Beek's there, his ex player, going to play like that. And then we're seeing these performances. So I'm not seeing anything different. I'm not seeing anything different from Oli era. Oli went unbeaten for a whole season away from home and I was hammering him. So I've got to be fair, do you know what I mean? I've got to judge Ten Hag in the same way. I'm not going to just turn around and start saying, oh, it's because of the club Ten Hag's not performing. But when Oli's in charge, I'm going to batter him and say he was a dead manager. To me, I'm seeing the same thing. I'm seeing Ten Hag bought 14 players with a few loans. Yes, he's got injuries, but when everyone's back from injury, there is no excuse for him to deliver a brand. Because even with Oli, it wasn't the best brand, but at least... We could say we were a counter-attacking team. At least we sat back a lot. We used to hurt teams and we attacked at pace. It wasn't. It was never a sustainable brand that was going to win the league, but it was recognisable and everyone knew we played like that. And the fans, it didn't always appease the fans, but we had relative success with that. It was never going to win a league, but it was relative. With this model, I'm not seeing anything. Like I know he's won the Carabao Cup or whatever, but I'm not seeing anything that's going to take us anywhere near what it's going to take to win a Premier League at all. Like, absolutely no chance, no matter what players he gets. Real talk. I like it. Yeah, that's man. why we created this poddy. Heart on the sleeve, real talk. Um, yeah, I Liverpool. brought it all last season when Liverpool were in absolute mud. Man United yeah, have a tough time now. And now Trav is absolutely tamping, fuming, raging. It's going to be a long season from here, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we've got some Izan Sanchez in the comments, uh, or Eminem looking at his comments. He just keeps putting lots of M's. So, uh, Izan, let us know what all the M's mean. Are you a Manchester mm. United fan? Um, like Travis, are you worried if you are? Or if, like me, you're a Liverpool fan, you're absolutely loving Man United, struggling their way through every 90 minutes. Um, but listen, Travis, last season was obviously a bit of a ride. Top floor, top four, all the way at the expense of my beloved Liverpool. You're back in the Champions League. Mm. Uh, you've scored three away to Bayern Munich. Easier mm. games ahead. Copenhagen, Galatasaray. You're still confident of progressing from the group, surely. 
depends how we are away from home, doesn't it? Like, I'm confident that we can turn those two teams over at home. Obviously, buying at home, you'd, you'd probably fancy us not to win that game with the way we're defending. Um, but obviously, we'll play one of those two teams and then the other team back-to-back. If we can win those three games in a row, then it puts us in a good position. We'll be on nine points before we play the final two games. So I think that's what the remit's got to be. We've got to basically win them three games in a row to put us in a position where we'll only need a point. Um, but sometimes, like you said, it, it's not always good to play when, when you're relaxed. It's good to play when you're on your toes and you just sort of go out to win a game. I don't know with this United team. Like, I... I I literally don't trust it under any under any circumstances at the minute. I can't hand on heart honestly say that we're definitely going to qualify. Like, this isn't me taking any credit away from today and saying we should have beat Bayern, but the the, the losses are racking up. Do you know what I mean? This is four in a row. We've got Burnley away. It could easily be five in a row. And if it is five in a row, it will be panic stations for Tenag. Like, he's got to look at his job and think, do you know what? It's not going to get any easier from here. And all lost of us, four in a row. Yeah, we lost four in a row. Spurs, Arsenal, Brighton today. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so we lost four in a row. So then, yeah, then you look at if you lose against Burnley or drop points against Burnley, then, then the Carabao Cup, you're defending that. All of a sudden, you go out away at Palace. The pressure's on because we're not going to win the league and we're not going to win the Champions League. So it means we we can only win the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup at a stretch, which they're City's cups really because they're second teams like everyone's first team. So it's it this is pressure on for him. It really is. It's pressure on. Listen, mate, I'm going to be here for it. Yeah, I'll be. You know, I'm always here. I'm when always Man United are struggling and getting beat. I'm always here. This is what the pod he was created for. I went through it all last season with Liverpool. Things are looking rosy for me now. Uh, touch wood. I don't want to jinx it. We've had a strong start. Man United are struggling big time. Mm. I've got a feeling Ten Hag's not going to see the season out, mate. I don't think he will. No. There no, you go. Both no, of us. I don't think he will. I, 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 I don't think he... Um, when, I, when I see his pre-match press conferences as well, in terms of the tactical detail he delivers, it's not very detailed either. It's very like passive and blase. Very yeah, and the, yeah, and then I compared it to Tuchel and he's talking about how he really wants to play against us before the game kicks off. And I'm like, he's already lost. Like, Tuchel's I, I, sacked, didn't he? Yeah, he got sacked from Chelsea, but Chelsea have been washed since they sacked him. They shouldn't have sacked him anyway. No, Tuchel at Bayern Munich. What? He's been sacked, hasn't he? Did he get sacked? Yeah. I thought I'd seen it on Twitter the other day and I checked tonight. I thought, has he? Or was that a no, joke on Twitter? Sacked. Yeah, he wasn't there. He's not in the dugout. He's been sacked. No way. I'm sure he has. Let me Google When did he get sacked? About five days ago. No, he was, he's not been sacked. He got suspended. Why is Thomas to go not managing... And who's taking charge? Yeah, he had a touchline. German will miss the group A, so we'll take charge of the team. Yeah, he had a touchline ban. He ain't been sacked, mate. He had a touchline ban. Oh, that's he? He, yeah, that's why he was banned. He ain't been sacked. He's been sacked already. Surely yeah. not. Yeah, I was like, no. Yeah, but I did. I checked the team and he wasn't there. Pre-match press conference. I was like, he definitely weren't a studio guest. Yeah, he ain't been sacked. 
Um, but a manager with no ideas and no intellect in his interviews is Ollie, isn't it? Do you remember his infamous, you know, you can get all bogged down by formations and tactics. Yeah. Football simple. <laughs> yeah, simple when it's simple when you're not managing, mate. That's when it's simple. Yeah. <laughs> in back in Norway. Right, listen, Travis, cheers for turning up again. I it's knew you would anyway. Always win, lose or draw. On to the ball, are always here. Um, if you made it this far, guys, there's still seven people watching, including Izan Sanchez. If you're new to the channel, don't forget to like. Come on, what you got? Come on. Come on, Izan. What are you saying? Are you a Man United fan or Liverpool? Um, <laughs> but yeah, listen, we're not going to be streaming tomorrow night for the Europa League because the Europa League is absolutely dead. We might do some streams, Travis, <laughs> if Liverpool make the quarterfinals onwards. Yeah, I might start yeah, yeah, with a yeah. bit of interest then. But other than that, we're on to the weekend's ball, a Premier League action. Liverpool home to West Ham on Sunday. Man United away to Burnley Saturday night. We're going to be here for it. I hope you guys are too. Travis? Pleasurable. Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother. Oh, yeah!